is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. And welcome to Cosmos and the City, the Sex and the City podcast. My name is Megan McKeever, and I'll be your host slash gal pal for the next hour or so. Now, for those of you listening for the very first time, we'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City, and each week I'll have a brand new guest to join me. So this week, it's season three, y'all. We made it all the way to season three of Sex and the City, and we have an amazing guest for you, Jamie Loftus. She's a comedian, she's a writer, she does it all, and we'll be watching season three, episode one, titled Where There's Smoke. If you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos. Cosmos in the City or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please go like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas, whatever, you can email us at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. Have you guys heard about Handy? Okay, so Handy is a website where you can book top-rated home cleaners and handymen. Book a cleaner today and save by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash handy. This show is brought to you by Boardwalk Audio, and they've got a lot of other awesome podcasts, so head over to boardwalkaudio.com to check them out. And if you like this show and want to support it, the best way to do so is by shopping. That's right. Just go to boardwalkaudio.com slash cosmos, click on the Amazon logo to the left, and start shopping. You can buy all sorts of things, probably like fish bowls, cutlery, shoes. Anyway, we'll put a link in the show notes. Well, enjoy the show, everybody. It's going to be a great third season. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of Cosmos and the City. We're doing season three, episode one. Yes. Yes. And I have a very special guest, Jamie Loftus. Hi. Woo. Cheers. Cheers. Sorry, I've been downing this <laughs> Cosmo. It's really cold. Mmm. All right. So what's up, Jamie? Okay. Not much. I watched this episode uh, last night, and I my history with this show is kind of all over the place where I haven't seen the whole show in order, but I've seen most of it out of order over a period of years. This episode I'd never seen. Oh, cool. Um, and it was like, it was a really interesting one. There is like, there's a lot to, lot to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Well, tell us about yourself real quick. Oh, uh, I am a uh, comedian and writer. Uh, right now, I, I write on Robot Chicken, and I have a podcast uh, on the How Stuff Works Network called The Bechdel Cast, where we uh, choose our guest's favorite movie and then look at it from a feminist lens, which just usually means like tear it apart and have fun. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. It's fun. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, let's just uh, do a quick episode recap. Okay. Um. So the episode starts with all four women on the ferry to Staten Island. On a boat. <laughs> on a Love boat. It. Yeah. Um, I think this is the only time they get on the ferry mm-hmm. in the whole series. Really? I think so, yeah. They don't really strike me as, like, seafaring gals no. in any way. <laughs> well, they don't leave Manhattan very often at all. Right, which is um, culturally violent of them. Hard to know. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Agree with that. Um, and they're going to a firefighter calendar competition. This resonated with me as like as someone who has had the job that Carrie has but then I'm sure as has been unpacked time and time again, actually pays no money and you can afford zero pairs of shoes with it. But like the getting the offer to judge something weird and kind of like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, that would be something that they would offer someone with Carrie's job. Yeah. Uh, she called herself a minor celebrity. Yeah. I'm like, again, I'm like, mm, seems like a stretch. But then again, look at your apartment. And I guess we're just uh, suspending our disbelief. Yeah. It's, it's all make-believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they get there to this competition. It's like there's like 70s disco music playing. Yeah. Everyone's just like dancing and having fun and then yeah these big firefighters are taking their shirts off yeah uh some real some real hotties i did like i'm like oh this episode just starts with them getting on a boat to go objectify a bunch of men in carrie's case for money like that's cool yeah i was like all right <laughs> interesting flip i like it yeah yeah and then roger sterling's there yes mystery <laughs> yeah john slatterty is um Amazing. Yeah, he's doing like such a peak John Slattery role too. Just like, hey, didn't see you there. Like, you know, like. And I feel like his character um, in Sex and the City, uh, Bill Kelly, is is underrated. Is he around for a while? I think he's around for at least three episodes. Oh, wow. That is a while in Sex and the City time. Yeah. And okay. no one ever really brings him up. Yeah, I had totally, I think I had seen one other episode he was in, but had no context for it. But he was, because like, what year would this episode have come out? Ooh, good question. Maybe like 2001, 2000. Like, this is like John Slattery years of like, hey, I'm a guest on a lot of shows for like two to three episodes. Like, this is that phase for him. When did Mad Men start? 2007. Okay. So he's got a couple he's got a couple more guest stints to pay pay rent through before he hits Mad Men. Yeah, I would like to see pictures of him when he did not have gray hair. I know. That was the <laughs> other thing. I was just like, man, he went gray so early if this is like between like, you know, 2000 2002. Yeah. Like, whoa, he's been gray. <laughs> yeah, long time. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's there. He's like the token like, I, I don't know why they would have chosen him to judge this thing. Yeah, like maybe like a PR thing. Like, hey, he's running for office and we want you to know he's cool with naked firemen? Yeah. I don't know. Super weird. Yeah. And unfortunately, we didn't get to know those other judges. Like, yeah, were they? Right, because they were all women, right? Yeah. And <laughs> peak Carrie is to be like, yes, queen, and then look across a table of women and be like, oh, wait, look. John Slattery is yeah. here. Yeah. Supposed yeah. to be like empowering to them. And then he, she's just like, oh, where's that guy? Right. There right. he is. That's kind of the story of that whole scene in a way. Yes. But anyways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the firefighters, like, are they cute though? Okay. I was struggling with that too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever like when you're watching a show, especially I guess when it's much older, this is kind of uncanny valley because it's like we were alive when these episodes came out. But I'm like, I don't think that this is hot. This isn't hot for me. No. I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah, there were, were zero of the firefighters were uh, lighting me ablaze in this contest. They were just, they, I guess, like, they're called meatheads, right? They just look like meatheads. Right. Well, and it's that's the thing is, like, they, they really play into the Staten Island stereotype of, like, yes. dumb beefcakes, <laughs> which is, like, I guess because I'm, like, not from there and have no attachment to it. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. It's, like... Probably not fully true, but I get it's shorthand for like, yeah, a lot of dumb meatheads live in this area. But, and I love, the thing is like, I love a dumb guy. Love it. But still these meatheads were, I think it was because they were like hairless meatheads or I don't know what it was, but it just, something was missing for me. Well, and then the ones that we saw on stage, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. but the one that Samantha picks. And, and who's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Wait, the angle that they shoot him at for his first, like, and because he has to lift his arms up to set Samantha up for, like, his arms are huge, right? But they're, I was like, this is not his angle. Whatever is happening here, it's, like, this weird upshot. And his arms are huge, but I wouldn't say it in a sexy way. Like, it's just, it's it's very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought that some of the other guys were like cuter. I think yeah. I mean, it's like none of them were like were my type per se, but <laughs> all of them were hotter than the one that she ends up having yeah. sex with. And their conversation is just—it's so funny because he's just so dumb. Oh yeah, there was like that line where it looked like he was about to just start like looping into the same sentence again. <laughs> yeah. She had to be like, no, no, please stop. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I guess after the competition, mm-hmm. uh, there's just like a dance party. Right. And that's when uh, Charlotte goes off. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I really like this scene. I love her. I like- love Charlotte. <laughs> she, something of, Charlotte like reminds me of a lot of, like reminds me of my best friend from high school is like, such a Charlotte yes. that I'm always just like, oh, we have to protect her. We have to <laughs> make sure she doesn't throw up on the ferry, etc. She's just so cute, just like singing the song. Yeah. Doctor. I don't even know that song. I didn't either. But Charlotte was just, I mean, she sold it. I, yeah. was, I was there for it. Um, And then uh, Bill Kelly's character or John Slattery's character. Yeah. Finally, like. He's basically John Slattery. Like, Bill <laughs> Kelly's just like a Gaelic transla- translation of John Slattery. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he like hits on Carrie and mm. she's just like, I think she's enjoying it, but she's like, no, gotta go. Right. Well, because the subtext of that is because I had to go back and like place where we were in the series. The subtext is like, she's not over big, so she's not ready. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. So the season two ends with Big and Natasha getting engaged. Right. So she's still like not ready for a big thing. Right. Fair. Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so she's scared. Um, but also, like, there are little things where I don't know, like, by and large, this I, this episode was like weird for me, and the way the way it landed, I was like, okay, like by the end, you're sort of like, okay, this idea lands in a number of places for a number of characters, and there's like a spectrum of ways people can interpret this. But the whole like even how 
uh, he approaches her sometimes is like she'll be saying no and then he'll be like, but come on. And I'm like, oh, but isn't that the source of all of our problems right now? (laughs) Yes. That belief because he sort of continues to do that throughout the episode of like kind of not taking no for an answer, but it's a romantic subtext and works out in his favor. Yeah. And she sees it. From the get-go. Right. Because she says it. She said, he's just so I'm the guy. Yeah. But. But then, this this show's confusing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Anyways. But you're right. It, it is the source of all evil at this point. Just like, <laughs> take no for an answer. Right. It's okay. Right. Um, But yeah, he does end up pushing her to date him. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh. For three whole episodes. I mean, you know, at least through that. <laughs> at least it's just three episodes. Yeah, because then he gets super weird. Yes. Yes, he does <laughs> get super which I forgot. Okay, so the fact that that happens makes it a little less, like, because it's like, oh, uh, Carrie, the red flags were there. Yes. <laughs> the red flags were there. He was not taking no for an answer. He was showing up where he, because then at the end, I'm sorry, am I like getting it? No, of, you're fine. Okay. Because at the end of this episode, you know, they we get through this whole episode without this Cinderella complex being actually name-checked, right? Like, it's referenced a million times, but it's never mm-hmm. said. But at the end, there's the actual Cinderella moment where she her chews and yes. <laughs> she misses the fairy. And then Bill Kelly rolls up in his BMW and she's like, oh, thank God. When it's like the subtext of that is like, he was following you, Carrie. Like, and... <laughs> If you had gotten on the ferry, you never would have known that he was just, like, going to hang out to see if you were maybe alone in an area you were unfamiliar with. Carrie. Yeah, because if he hadn't have come, she would have just gone to a payphone or gotten a taxi or... Right. You know? Right, because you can get a taxi. Like, she would have been fine. I know the ferry's cheaper, but she would have been fine. She would have been fine. And, but then he, he, he rolled, but I guess that's the theme of this whole episode is like making that decision between accepting male assistance or not. Yes. I'm a real Miranda about these things. <laughs> in case you tell. Well, let's talk about Miranda because she ended up accepting that help kind of in a way. It was kind of forced yeah. upon her. She literally, <laughs> Steve waited till she was like, like blitzed out on Vicodin to be like, hey, can I help you now? Well, can we talk about how shitty of a friend Carrie was for like ditching her? Miranda keeps (laughs) acting like Carrie is about to show up and she never does. No, and because Carrie calls Steve and is like, Uh I have a deadline I need to meet on my writing. Can you please go take care of Miranda? Right, (laughs) which is like, okay, if that's the case, but like, Carrie, inform Miranda that that's happening. Don't. Right. Because, yeah. Like, why wouldn't she just call Miranda and say, hey, can you ask Steve instead? Or ask anyone instead? Because it's not like Miranda couldn't call Charlotte or something. I don't know. Yeah, because Miranda had her reasons for not wanting Steve. And and because Steve. Steve ended up spending the night. Right. And she didn't want that. She's She's had it with Steve. I... God, I love Miranda so much. <laughs> love her. Also, though, so she gets eye surgery, and it's she pretty, gets like LASIK, right? Yeah, she gets yeah. LASIK eye surgery. But 
We have never seen her in glasses before. <laughs> Except in the scene where she's making the appointment. Yeah. I'm like, what? I well, I I get. I'm like, maybe she's been wearing contacts the whole time. And then she, I think it was really goofy and funny that they made her wear glasses for that one scene mm-hmm. of her being like, oh my God, this has been haunting me for years. And it's like, has it really though, Miranda? I never knew she wore glasses <laughs> no. until that moment. Right. So, I mean, but uh, let's respect Miranda's journey. Clearly, this has been very hard for her. Yeah, I mean, we've even seen, like, Charlotte's worn glasses before. Yes. She wears glasses. adorable in glasses. There's a, I was wondering the whole time, I'm like, this could be most procedures or, but then I think that the only reason it was LASIK was to set up that line at the end, that ends where they're like, <laughs> and for the first time... <laughs> Miranda could see clearly. I was like, that's why it was LASIK? Come on. Yeah. Also, though, those goggles that she has to wear mm-hmm. are pretty iconic. Pretty hot. Pretty. <laughs> I'm like, just keep wearing them. And I liked it that the camera would give you, like, Miranda vision of Steve <laughs> just to indicate exactly how high she had to be to accept Steve's help. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, but Steve, Steve did good. I love Steve. I really love Steve. I can't get over it. Also, it's, I never realized how much shorter Steve was than Miranda. That's, yes, that's another, I mean, God, as someone who has accepted a lot of short kings into her life, <laughs> I, I just, uh, I love, I love Steve. In this episode, particularly, I think that Steve is just really comes out on top. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder how long, um, they don't really say like how long from the last episode of season two to this episode. And I just wonder how long they've been like friends with benefits. Right. I mean, it seems like I guess this episode gives the indication it's been a little like at least like over a month. Yeah. We're like Carrie, I was thinking like a month. We're like Carrie's not destroyed over big, but she's still upset about it. They're still hanging out, but Miranda won't hold Steve's hand. It's, yeah, like a month or maybe a couple months. Who? I don't know. But they still don't um, technically get together at the end of this episode. I'm not sure when that happens. I guess in the next couple right. episodes. It seems like it's like headed in that direction. I loved that scene where Steve is like, what are we? And she was like, anyways, LASIK surgery. And he's like, okay, because I've done that a million times. Yeah, like she's talking about gross things, and I guess he's like, I have to kiss you to shut you up. And I'm like, is this cute? I don't know. I kind of thought it was cute. Or I don't know. He was just like, well, I'm trying to, you know, that that for me was like the storyline with the Cinderella complex. And Char, I mean, really every one but Carrie's storyline in this one like worked for me and felt like it had like nuance and was interesting and it was really just Carrie and Bill that I that was the one like matchup of this episode that I was like ugh, really but I usually feel that way about (laughs) Carrie but he is creepy I mean he goes to her apartment Carrie's addicted to the toxic men and it's like I don't even feel bad for her (laughs) I don't know yeah but yeah, I, I mean, he goes to her apartment because yeah. he didn't have her phone number. He loves showing up. I'm like, this is such a red flag. What are you doing? He loves showing up. But granted, we did find out that he lives like around the corner. So True. 
<sighs> I don't know. I, and then also it's like Carrie. Like, why would you date a white, straight male politician? Like, chances are he's evil. Like, why? <laughs> and she's ever voted. Like, she. <laughs> oh, my God. That was my favorite reveal of this episode is that Carrie Bradshaw has never voted. That makes sense to me. She is literally the problem. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, Carrie, come on. I don't know. Yeah, it's so weird where, well, because we're that. Carrie ends up basically knowingly walking into a John Slattery trap because it's uh, that's what frustrates me about her so much is she is the like narrator and so we always know she basically understands that she's about to make a horrible decision and then does it anyways and then you're just like fucking Carrie <laughs> Samantha's storyline is fun. Her fire, her four alarm orgasm <laughs> is masterful. Yes. And then even Charlotte, I was worried about Charlotte or like where that story, because with Sex and the City, sometimes you're like, this could end very progressive or the opposite. You just don't know. Right. But with the, but the Charlotte storyline, I thought was like, cool. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about <laughs> on the ride back. Uh, to Manhattan yeah. on the ferry, and she's yes. like wasted. <laughs> oh God! This this was where I was like, this episode doesn't end well for Charlotte. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she's like, I'm getting married this year, New York. Look out! It's like, and I think that was really put there to just foreshadow Trey. Yes, because Trey's about to show up, right? Because she I does. Figured. Yeah, yeah. She gets married this year. <laughs> that was if that show was made. Today, she wouldn't get married this year, and her, like, her, the fallacy of marriage would be exposed to her. But because it's, like, 2001, she does get married this year. Yes, she does. <laughs> yes. Um, And I really like the scene where Carrie and Charlotte just, like, go to a fancy bar, and they're, mm-hmm. like, scoping out men. I like that, yeah. And, like, Char- I like that, that they added the detail that Charlotte has a system and, like, the feng shui system. <laughs> yes. Like, that was cool. Yeah, I liked that. We also meet this character, JJ. Mm-hmm. And it's super weird because this is the first time we see JJ. And this really should be the only time we see JJ. Yeah. Um, but he pops up in a couple of more episodes. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's super weird. That's so good. Wait, so that just had to be something that, like, the writers of this show were having fun with, right? Like, let's bring this douchebag back. Why not? We never really find out anything about <laughs> JJ. That's really funny. But he just, like, is this weird character that pops up a couple more times to be like that, you know, hey, I'm JJ, Ooh, you Ooh. know? <laughs> I'm gross, yeah. Oh, um, weird. Yeah. I guess he works in... PR as well. Okay. Because he shows up in a couple of Samantha's storylines. Oh, okay. That I feel like Samantha would really tell like be able to like handle JJ and neutralize him. Well, they end up like trying to do it in a bathroom. She Samantha goes for JJ? Well, it's to get oh. back at Richard. Oh, okay. As long as it's strategic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with it if it's strategic. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he pops up in that episode and I think like one or two more times. God. And it's just that's like, really funny. Why? 
That's such a weird. I'm like that. I feel like that was one person's agenda of just like let's bring back JJ, and everyone's like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, JJ. That's, that's super. Is this his first appearance though? Yeah, first appearance. Wow. <laughs> weird. So weird. Um. And yeah. And then we meet Arthur. Hmm. Um, old floppy bangs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think are kind of cute. I think no, he's super. Especially 2001, he's super cute. Mm-hmm. But. Like now, I in the past couple of years, I've developed this real aversion to adult blonde males, <laughs> and I find them to be like <laughs> kind of sinister. <laughs> but in 2001, I would be fully on board because, like, Nick Carter, <laughs> yeah, the adult blonde male of the moment, yes, yeah, um, or Neil Patrick Harris, Neil Pat- <laughs> right? Neil Patrick Harris is. For some, I I don't know. There's blind spots, but for the most part, most adult blonde males, I'm like, I just don't feel safe. <laughs> I just. It's funny. Um, what about like fake blonde, like frosty tips? Yeah, or like bleachy blonde. For some reason, I'm exactly the opposite. I love that. Okay, I love that. <laughs> I love when a brunette's like, I can't anymore. I'm like, okay, go for it. <laughs> but um, but natural blonde. Natural blonde adult males, especially because it's like then they're – for some reason this isn't the case for blonde women except with the girl on Mr. Robot, in which case it is very much the case. (laughs) But then it just ends up being like you have flesh-colored hair and your hair looks like a continuation of your skin and I just just can't do it. Uh, Most blonde women – that isn't the case, but in the case of Angela from Mr. Robot, she does have flesh-colored hair, and I'm I can't focus during that show when she's on screen. Um, that's good. Um, Just uh, to know. something I'm struggling with. <laughs> you should. Is there like a comment section somewhere you could like tell God. the costume designer about that or as hair someone, makeup? As someone who reads all the comments, I would never want to risk her finding out she has flesh colored hair. She deserves to live her life. It's not her fault. For me it's it's tricky. Um but this guy Arthur, he mm. ends up being a total weirdo. Yeah. Like super aggressive male. Classic adult blonde male. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly violent for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Super weird. Um but I'm glad that Charlotte walks away from it. That was cool. I wasn't expecting it to go that way cuz originally yeah, like in the bar, he punches out JJ for like harassing Charlotte and uh, Carrie, which is cool of him to do in the moment. And I even get how, why Charlotte's like, oh, this guy kind of like defended me where I don't know. This comes back to like the whole Cinderella complex that this episode has and for some reason will not go. It's... Uh, did you struggle with that too? Where like I was waiting for them to mention it because it's so clear that all the writers know what the Cinderella complex is. Right. And it's like, oh yeah, like the whatever, the repressed feeling that even if you are an independent woman, you were raised being shown. Well, I guess in the breakfast that all the four women have after the um firefighter competition the, the four alarm <laughs> orgasm yes uh well i think charlotte says it the most clearly like women right. just want to be rescued right and i think like, that's them saying it and then they're like without saying oh, it no i don't and then we see them struggle with varying degrees of 
that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine and like great. I just, it's so, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's weird. It, I don't know why it bothered me that they didn't just like say what they were talking about. But I have stuff like that too. Like there are shows now that will like reference the Bechdel test but won't say what it is. I'm like, why can't you just let your viewers know what you're talking about? That's just a pet peeve I have, I think. Because yeah. they're so clearly talking about the Cinderella complex, but they're just acting like it's an idea that their characters came up with. I'm just like, dude. Maybe it's their just their way of thinking they're clever. Right. You know? Right. I'm like, but that they don't want to give it away. 1982. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so let's see. Where are we at? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about um, Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she ends up like. Like, I thought this guy was going to be a one-night stand, Ricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has sex with him, like, multiple times. Yeah. I mean, it's – I that made sense to me, though. I don't know where – she has sex with him once, and then they have the discussion about, like, Samantha does the Samantha thing and is – you know, she's like, well, there's nothing wrong with, like, pursuing a fantasy and blah, blah, blah. My understanding was she went to the fire station because she wanted to have sex with other firemen, maybe, where she was saying, like, I don't know if this is the narration or something, but they were, it was like, oh, yeah, like, Samantha had a fantasy of a room full of firemen, but then she was, like, wasn't attracted to any of the other firemen, so she just had sex with the same one again. I think she thought... Okay, because at the firefighter competition, like, Mm -hmm. all the guys, all the firefighters were, like, hot and attractive. Right. So I think she thought when she went to this firehouse, they were all going to be like that. Yeah, like, she had no idea that normie, like, firefighter (laughs) dads existed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then, in my head, I'm like, that's why she just had sex with the same guy again. If there was another guy who looks like that guy at the firehouse... Probably it wouldn't have been. I don't know. Or I think maybe she just wanted to have sex like around fire equipment or Gear. like, you know, like on the truck. Right. You know, which like she does. Slide down the pole, which oh she my does. God. So cheesy. Yeah. Like, and then she got in the boots and we're like, when, when are these set up like this? When is this? <laughs> and I'm like, I even know that. Right. You don't know I'm that? I'm sure she knew that. Like, I did, and then at the end, when <laughs> fucking Staten Island firefighters like get out of my fucking gear, <laughs> it was really funny. Well, it's funny. I was like, Ricky, why don't you be like, oh Samantha, you need to get out of those really quickly. Here, let me grab your dress. He like, bails. He just bails. But like the call of fire. So maybe I'm just horny for firemen too. I'm like, yeah. I mean, he had lives to save, so <laughs> he should have just been like, you know, <laughs> but. Of course, uh, she had to be screamed at by a man she'd never met. Like, get out of my fucking gear. But I left. Well, she was like scared frozen. That's why she was just like, you know. Right. I mean, like loud bells are happening. Everyone's, she was just, she just had an orgasm. She's got, she's got nipples to not show on screen. She's, she's got to be careful. It was also weird because she was like. So when the trucks left and she's just like there in her panties and, then, and she was like covering her panties with one of her hands. I'm like, you have panties on. You're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Just like, grab your dress. You're fine. Yeah. We can get out of this episode nip free if that's what you need. <laughs> there. That I don't know. I, I thought that was fun. 
I like that couple that walked by yeah. and they're like, stop, stare at her. And they're like, he, 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 he. Mm-hmm. I keep walking. I'm like, someone just give this woman a high five. She did it. She she was pursuing a fantasy, found it, and then it ended silly. And it was fun. I don't know. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Carrie. So Carrie, mm. she gets all dolled up to go to see, to this function. I don't remember what the function was. Some vague Staten Island Schmoozing function. Thing. I don't yeah. know why they have to go back to Staten Island again. Yeah. I'm just like, man, he literally lives around the corner. Why are you hanging out exclusively in Staten Island? Also, like, does, I feel like he's only the politician of some district, right? Right. She keeps calling him Mr. President, but that's way <laughs> inflating his dick. Like, that is not even close to the situation. But he's not even president of, like, the block. He's, like, running to be president of the block. Yeah. But but why, like, is Staten Island, like, voting for him? Like, that wouldn't be part of his district. Oh, yeah. Why is he schmoozing and maybe he's yeah. fundraising? I don't understand. Do people have money in Staten Island? I guess I'm confused. Didn't make any sense. I think people don't have people have money in Long Island. Is that where people have money? Yeah, Staten Island is like normal <laughs> poor people. I'm pretty sure. I have no idea. Who knows? I mean, but they like reference that in the episode two, where they're like, Staten Island is like 20 years behind us, and blah blah blah. Yeah. So you're like, this is not like a sophisticated place per se. This is. I guess I'd never even thought of that. Do they just like want to put? carry on a boat like i don't know i don't know either <laughs> confusing but she ends up going yeah i wouldn't have gone if no. he drove away i'd be like i'm just not ready well see what i was hoping was gonna happen is she i liked the twist that she was calling miranda and not him although that may at the time that probably wasn't a twist because no one would have really had cell phones but <laughs> right. I, I for me that was a twist <laughs> Uh, where she called Miranda, and Miranda was like, yeah, you're probably struggling to get over big. And I was hoping that she and Miranda would spend the night together and just, like, hang out and talk because that would have resolved both of their storylines in a way I would have liked better than what actually happens, which is them settling for something that they don't necessarily want. I'm like, you guys could just hang out. Uh, but then, yeah, I was, like, surprised that she got on the boat and went. And, like, I understand, like pushing yourself a little bit if you're trying to get out of a breakup hole but she could have just hung out with Miranda I don't know well they use that device a lot the whole like you think she's gonna call the guy and she ends up calling the girl okay they do that a lot especially starting in season three interesting okay yeah or you think like the voiceover will be like I had to go uh, talk to someone about this and you think th- she's going to go call big or something and then it's like she's meeting Miranda. Right. Um, and there are times when instead of going to the guy, she goes to Miranda. Mm-hmm. So I guess they just weren't ready to do that yet. They're like, this time <laughs> she's got a French John Slattery. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Also, though, uh, she can afford, you know, $700 shoes. Just take a taxi. Why are you going to always take the ferry? Right. I don't I yeah, what is with the whole fairy fetish in this uh this Also thing? I t- in my mind, wouldn't it take like her another hour to get there? It would. It absolutely <laughs> right? would. Like it, that is not like a Manhattan to Staten Island ferry. That is like a commitment. She would show up like two hours late to this party. At the end of the party, I'm like, just call him tomorrow. 
Yeah. Just call him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, though her dress was vegan, so. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> it was like, a great outfit. I got to show it off. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they make out in the coat closet. Sure. She leaves. Cinderella moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the fairy. Again, the fairy. Stupid fairy. And then it turns out, guess what? He was going to follow you. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a creepster. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we covered everything. Yeah. Hey, everyone. There's more Cosmos on the way. But first, a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Okay. So let's get into some segments. <laughs> Bad big. Big wasn't really in it. Yeah. I mean, if anything, bad big because she's not over it. But we don't see him or hear from him. Yeah. He's mentioned once in this episode. Yeah. But he's just, right now, he's just a bad big because what an asshole. Kind of carry over from the last <laughs> season. Yeah. Carry over. Carry over <laughs> it. Definitely doesn't care. All right. Well, next, let's choose our hottie of the week. Of the week. So here are our hotties to choose from. We oh, have yeah, give me a list. Bill Kelly. Uh, <clears throat> Arthur. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, Steve. JJ. I threw JJ in there. You did? Oh yeah, don't worry. He's right there. <laughs> and Ricky. Ooh. Uh, yeah, kind of slim pickings this week for me. Um I'm gonna. I bet I, I. I'm gonna go with Steve. I love Steve. Yeah, Steve is. Um, yeah, Steve is the closest to a hottie for me on this list. Steve's great. <laughs> yeah, my short king, Steve. Yeah, and um, I hate the way that she kind of uh, blew off his whole like, "Yo, what are we doing, Miranda?" Like he was ready to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I think that that's like, I don't know. I gave her, I cut her some slack there because I do that all the time uh, <laughs> of like, she sets up like, hey, we haven't had this conversation and he's responsible and has clearly thought about it. And it's like, yeah, let's have it. And she's like, no, <laughs> I'm good. Like that is not cool of her. But also I was like, oh, cool. I feel seen. Though at the same time, I, I do understand why she did that because, you know, he broke up with her the yeah. last time. Because she made too much money. Right. So it's like Steve does have these like blind spots that he's trying to work on. But has he demonstrated that he's actually worked on them yet? Probably not. So. No, I think they just let enough time go by where they forgot about all the shit that they fought about. Mm-hmm. And they at least have the illusion that they can fuck other people, even though they're kind of not actually doing that. And I don't know. I get, I'm like. <laughs> I'm I'm a Miranda in that like it's like you know what yeah you can pick me up from the doctor one time but that does not absolve you of your sins <laughs> sir <laughs> but I'm I'm fully Steve and I'm curious though like as friends like were they just did the money thing like go out the window I mean like are they still going to just get one dollar pizzas or um, you know is she paying for stuff is are they going Dutch like. I'm curious as to like yeah, like what are they do? I guess we don't really see like what they're walking home from. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like Miranda. You should be getting one dollar pizza if you know it keeps you real. But also, if you want, I don't know, if you want scallops, then I guess you've got to. 
Interesting. I don't Dollar know. pizza in New York, though, is good. It's good. Yeah. Like, I, it's <laughs> like you don't lose by doing that. No. Yeah. So. And they're everywhere. Right. Okay. So our hottie of the week is Steve. Woo. All right. Well, now let's discuss some crimes of fashion with our next segment, mm. Who Wore What Why? <laughs> Why? So, any fashion stick out to you? Uh, fa- I mean, I my fashion moment of the week was absolutely Miranda's goggles. <laughs> like what we've already referenced is her LASIK goggles. Uh, I was just like, this should be, if it hasn't been already and I just missed it, but this should be a look. Like, it was clout goggles adjacent <laughs> for me. And I was like, you know what? This is pretty cool. I loved Carrie's dress at the end. Yes. Um, and I liked the jacket that Carrie kept telling Charlotte to close on the ferry. The pink one. Yes. I really liked that jacket. Yeah. Super cute. Yeah. Um, I thought Samantha's outfit to go to the firehouse was ridiculous. It was, oh yeah, with the, like uh, the sexy trench coat and like, um, negligee. It was like a blue leopard print, like, yeah, like silky dress thingy. And then yeah. this like puffy blue coat thingy. Like, There's a lot going on. What is that? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Also, the other thing I noticed in this episode was whoever was doing the hair uh-huh. was obsessed with the curling iron because everybody there had a lot of curls. curly hair. So maybe they yeah. had curly hair. Throughout the entire episode. And then when Charlotte gets brunch with that crazy person. Showed, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, she has curly hair too. And I'm like, okay, well, calm down <laughs> on the curly hair. It's great. But right. we like they never have that hairstyle again. That isn't a thing? Okay, I was wondering, like, is this like a period thing where like... No, I've never seen... Uh, 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 I mean, I'm going to watch the next episode, I guess, next week. But I don't think they have that hairstyle very often. (laughs) Right. It did seem like a little bit egregious, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really liked Carrie's, like, tall boots. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess they were, like, snakeskin boots, I think. Is she, like, I don't know enough about Carrie to say, is Carrie cruelty-free or is she just, like, skin that snake, honey? I think she's skin that snake, honey. Wow, bitch. (laughs) Okay, first she's dating politicians, now she's skinning that snake, honey. Yeah, no, I think she's like, well, they're dead already. It's like (laughs) the shoes are already made. Oh, no, Carrie. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think all her furs are... Are legit. Are real furs. Yeah. But they do comment on that, on the whole fur thing. Oh, cool. Maybe. Is it in the movie? Because at some point, Samantha gets like blood thrown on her fur coat. Oh, yes. I do remember hearing that happen. I don't know. It might be in the movie. Whatever it is, I haven't seen it. They're like... You murderer! And they, like, throw blood on her. Right, which I'm sure Samantha just simply loved. (laughs) Yes. Attention! Mm -hmm. You know, I I feel like if the show was made now, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be wearing all that fur. Oh, for sure, And snake skin and stuff like that. They Um, would be, like, dragged if they did that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that was just a a period thing, Mm -hmm. time thing. 
Okay. Uh, up next, let's discuss some wordplay with Pun of the Week. Ooh. Pun of the Week. What you got? Are there any pun? I mean, the, the LASIK pun, the fact that they went through the trouble of getting Miranda <laughs> LASIK when we have never seen her wearing glasses yes. to set up the one line. And finally, for the first time, Miranda could see clearly. I feel like they wrote the entire episode, got to that line, and they're like, what a nice line. What if we could justify that through? I bet you like it was originally getting a different procedure, and they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it will be very worth it if we... Yeah, um, that was nice. Michael Patrick King wrote this episode, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it was really well written. Like he gave yeah. Miranda a lot of zingers. Yeah, like in the first ten minutes, like Miranda just like had all the jokes. What was it the one that was like you know what they say about big arms? They have big arms. Big arms. <laughs> I was like that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Any other puns? <sighs> I feel like I. Wrote some down. Did oh, really? I write any down? I, I wasn't writing them down. Uh, oh, uh, Samantha says, I do like a fireman with a nice big hose. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> guess that she does say. <laughs> I don't Jesus know if that was Christ. the best one. But, but that was one. <laughs> it was one. I'm just, I'm just practicing on finding the puns. Right. Sometimes I'm still like, what's a pun? It's just washing over you. <laughs> yeah. They're just so many. Um, cool. For our next segment, we have I Couldn't Help But Wonder. I Couldn't Help But Wonder. Mm-hmm. So now, are there any other things that you wonder about that happened with any of the characters that we might not find out? In this particular episode? Yeah, this particular episode. Um, With this one, I mean, Samantha, I had no questions unanswered. Uh, Charlotte, I feel like that kind of closed that loop too. I guess it's mostly Carrie-related questions of like, because Carrie is such a confounding character in so many ways where I'm like, why, like, why Bill Kelly? Like, why? And, oh, but I guess really, why doesn't Carrie vote? (laughs) I can't help but wonder why Carrie is so quick to tell a stranger she doesn't vote. (laughs) Why is she not embarrassed? Especially a politician. Why is she not embarrassed? Well, yeah. I couldn't help but wonder why Carrie isn't registered to vote. Yeah. (laughs) That's, yeah, that is how I would phrase that. Um, Also, I mean, I think she's so quick to date this guy too, though, because he, he just, he's just there, right? Right. He's just there. She doesn't know what any of his views are. Carrie. She, yeah, and she doesn't really care. No. And then in the next, like, two episodes, she's, like, pretending to be, like, a carer, like, to care about politics. Right. Which is also very, yeah, very 2001. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. she's doing. Yeah. He's just another guy. I mean, which is all well and good, but it's like, this guy sucks, dude. Yeah. This guy sucks. All right. And finally, we've arrived. You're such a... You're such a... Yes. 
So now, which of the main four characters did you most identify with in this particular episode? Uh, I mean, I feel like I've, I've already sort of really blown my life, <laughs> but I'm very much a Miranda in this episode where um, in that I wear glasses and no one really knows uh, in that <laughs> I love short kings in that I love to bring up that we haven't specified what the relationship is, bait them to start the conversation, and then <laughs> refuse to have the conversation. And, yeah, I, I felt very connected to Miranda in this particular episode. Nice. Yeah. So you're such a Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I think I might be a Charlotte. Ooh, okay. Unpack it. Because I just, I, I'm kind of there, like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting married this year. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> but I wouldn't mind it. Right. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like, I'm ready to to just do the thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's why... I don't know. I've always kind of heard like you're in the relationship that you want. Okay. Meaning if you're single, mm-hmm. that's because you really want to be single. Though mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's true. I was like that. I I, I have some issues with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like she decided she wanted to get married this year. Right. And it happened. I think that there is, like, a level of, like, manifestation going on around there. She's, yeah. I mean, she's fully kind of the secreting in that, one, in that like, moment where she's like, this is what I want, world, deal with it, you know? Yeah, I, I think to be in the relationship you want, there might be a level of settling. Sure, <laughs> as we also see in this episode, yeah. Um, which I, I don't want to settle like that's not what I identify with but just like saying what you want out loud Mm -hmm. and then like hoping it comes true just like putting it out in the universe see if it happens putting it out in the universe is like a big step yeah it's not easy to do so just like for me it's just not necessarily I I don't necessarily want to get married this year but Mm -hmm. you know just putting out what I want and hoping it comes I like it yeah I like it. So I'm such a Charlotte. You're such a Charlotte. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. Well, till next time, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that's the episode. Thanks so much for listening. I also want to thank a few people that make this show possible. John Fredette for the music. You can check him out at johnfredette.com. Our wonderful guest, Jamie Loftus. Terrence Deutsch, producer and everyone over at Boardwalk Audio. Again, if you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please go like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosandthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. All right, well, thanks so much, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers! Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.